Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Yeah, but anyway, man, in a way, can't stop my greatness. And we on the way, what you could say, no limitation. Must we get away, must we get away, yeah, up on my spaceship. Hey y'all, welcome to Straight Out of Limitations. I'm your host, Colleen Heaton, and today we're talking with a true warrior and my friend, Blake Highland. Hey, Blake. Hi, Colleen. Welcome. Thank you for being here on our first podcast. Um, I know you, but would you please introduce yourself and your mom to our audience? Yes, ma'am. So my name is Blake Highland. I am 22 years old, and I'm currently a student at Texas Tech University, and I suffered from a traumatic brain injury in 2014, and that's how I got involved with No Limitations. And my mom, Cindy, is here, too. Hey, Cindy. Hi, Colleen. Thank you all so much for being here. Um, That was a great introduction, Blake. You are a high school graduate. You graduated from China Spring High School. Yes, ma'am. Congratulations. Thank you. And you're a communications major in your junior year at Texas Tech, and you're currently taking an online class this summer? Yes, ma'am. But you'll be taking four classes in the fall? Yes, sadly. Not sadly. How how cool is that? Oh, I meant, yay! <laughs> you're I a college that's... student. Yes. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. So, leading up to February of 2014, you were an athlete, a gymnast, some people say possibly Olympic level by age 14, And you also enjoyed baseball and football. Did you play football and baseball with your school? So I played baseball for a short time with my school, but then I played um, football longer with my school. I played a couple of seasons with with my school in football. Okay, and what did you do in your free time? I, I loved to do magic for parties and also make balloon animals. I loved to entertain, and it was good money too. And so, it w- I and then also play video games and hang out with friends, read a little, but my mom would say not that much, sadly, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, Cindy, let's talk about Blake prior to um, the accident. He had to have been an outgoing, extroverted teen. The Blake I know now is so extroverted. Tell me, was he like that then? No, he wasn't. The, the accident kind of brought that out in him. He was always um, more of an introvert and just kind of um, kind of just did what the crowd did. And But he was always a servant leader. He always wanted to help people and serve. So we always saw that in him, just not the extrovert that he is right now. Okay. Um, I, I remember you telling me that, that he had a servant's heart. Um, what kind of student was he? How did he do in school? Well, he, he loved school. Um, he was a straight-A student, and he um, he was very focused, very organized. He wanted to make sure his last period was his um, study hall so he didn't have to do homework at home. Smart. <laughs> I know. Yes. Still how I like it. 
So we planned that every every time, um, and he was able to get his schoolwork done most of the time at school. That's great. Um, did he did he excel in any particular subject? He loves math. Okay, still loves math. Um, now let's talk briefly about February eighteenth, two thousand fourteen. Cindy, you dropped Blake off at a gym, and um, he went in for gymnastics practice. And on that day, he suffered a traumatic brain injury. The story is told so beautifully in the documentary, Hi, I'm Blake. How can people watch that? Um, right now, it's on Discovery Plus through Magnolia Network. And um, so you can get the app. And it's, it has a seven-day free trial, so you don't even have to pay for it. Um, but you can watch it through that. And next year, it will be on the cable network. They'll come out with it and also the full-length um, film as well next year. It is so beautiful. They they did an amazing job telling your story, and y'all were so poised through all of it, um, telling Thank it you. and everything. How hard is it to watch it now and relive that? Well, you forget a lot of the things. So when you're watching the film, there's new things that you're like, oh, gosh, I forgot all about that. Um, there's tears. There's laughter. Um, it's just fun. It's, it's kind of neat just watching it um, and going back. and uh, But it's hard because you're kind of sure. reliving it as well. Um, but we see where he's at now, and so it's such a blessing. Right. Blake, what is it like for you to see where you were and where you are now? I would say that it's amazing because I was not even given a big chance of living, much less being where I am. They said that I had less than 50% chance of even living than a much less chance of even walking out of the hospital. And they could have never imagined that I would be able to go, to go back to school and then graduate from high school and then go to college. And so it's just amazing what God has done with my hard work, meaning my mom's hard work, and just my father who stayed in Waco while we were up in Dallas-Fort Worth doing therapy. I mean, it's just been amazing all the people that have come around, all my prayer warriors, all of our prayer warriors, and just everyone that has just been there for us no matter what has been happening. It's just been so blessed. And the the battle that you all had to fight was unimaginable. You, Cindy, you were at Blake's side day and night while Pat was at home working and navigating insurance and what your lives might look like going forward. And um, y'all are true warriors, uh, warrior mom and warrior dad fighting for your warrior son to come through this as whole as possible. And so many people have watched y'all on that journey and admired your strength. Was there ever a point where you were like, we can rest now? That's a good question. <clears throat> um, I don't know, because we're always still fighting the battle. You know, um, we're always pushing Blake more and more. We want him to be independent, and we're not there yet. And so... Um, when we got home, you know, it was kind of like a break from having to be at the hospitals all the time and having to be at therapy, but we still continue doing therapy. And so now we're just trying to get him to be independent and still, so it's still a battle for us. Um, it's still pushing him to move forward and have that drive. And so I don't, I don't think we're there yet. Um, 
you know, we, Blake and I were just talking about independence on the way here. And because uh, he's always, he doesn't know time very well. And I said, okay, when you're independent, I think you're going to be late everywhere you go. <laughs> that's a struggle. I'm a man. What can I say? <laughs> I was going to say that may just be inherent. Yeah, it's a man right? gene, right? Yes. Um, okay, I want you to go back to the day that y'all walked out of the hospital. Blake, you walked out of the hospital. That was June 3rd, 2015. Can you tell me in your words what that was like? Well, it was just an amazing day because after all my hard work and just beating the odds with all the prayers and my mom right by my side every single day, and we, she saw stuff that she would never want, want to repeat. I saw stuff that I would never want to repeat because I cannot remember, honestly. But other than that, yeah, um, it was just a great day because, and there was cheers as I walked out of the hospital. My mom was holding a gate belt, which was a, um, was like a belt around my hip so that I, she can catch me if I fell. And I had that for a while after in the hospital and after getting out of the hospital. And it was just a great day. I love looking back at the pictures. And um, I admired you uh, for a long time before we ever met face-to-face. And a Facebook memory popped up the other day of something that I had shared about your journey along the way. And um, so when we were finally able to meet, I was like, wow, this is Blake Highland. I'm meeting Blake. He's such a celebrity. So you you and your family have inspired a lot of people that, that you don't even realize are sometimes yes, encouraged ma'am. by your story. Um, so, Cindy, what were you feeling on that day when he walked out of the hospital? Oh, my gosh. Joy, happiness, tears of joy just coming down. Because um, just the hard work that he has put in and the dedication, um, it was just surreal to be able to walk out those doors on our own. It's it's a beautiful picture. Um, I've got it on my phone. I've looked at it several times preparing for this podcast just the look on your face, I have overcome this. Yes, ma'am. There was a lot of joy. Absolutely. It's obvious in the pictures. Um, okay, that was 2014. You walked out of the hospital in 2015. So here we are now. You've come so far. And due to your fight and the fight that your parents waged on your behalf and your positive attitude, you are one of the most positive people I have ever met. And that... It, that's saying a lot. Thank uh, you, ma'am. I I can always count on you to uplift me when you walk in the room. Um, now, you you came back to Waco, and you went on to graduate high school, but you had to have some accommodations. Cindy, can you tell us what the school did to meet his needs? Oh, the school was wonderful. Um, they He had a class that was in another building across campus, and they got a golf cart. And they named it Highland Express um, to make sure that he got there safely. And um, they made sure that there was somebody there to walk him to each class, walk him to the restroom, to the gym, to everywhere he needed to go, the cafeteria. At lunch, he took um, medication. And so they made sure that he made it to the nurse's office to get that medication and that he got got to his next um, class. At the end of the day, they had a teacher working with him and just kind of went over his whole day because he doesn't remember what he has to do 
um, what the teachers went over really because his memory is so bad. And um, so he, um, they would do a schedule and um, they would, he would bring it home and for us. They did a lanyard with his schedule. So if by chance Blake got away from whoever's walking him, somebody that could look at the lanyard and know exactly where he needed to be and take him there. That's incredible. That's accommodation. Mm -hmm. And I love hearing that and knowing that there are local schools. That's what they should be doing, but not all are doing that. Mm -hmm. So I'm really happy to know that one of the local schools stepped up and and did that. Um, Okay, moving forward, um, while you were recovering, there was a group of people in Waco developing a program that is now known as No Limitations. And you were fighting to live. We were fighting for people with disabilities, with traumatic brain injuries, to be able to have a quality of life here in Waco outside of basic therapy and their basic needs being met. And we developed No Limitations. How did you find out about it, and what brought you and your family to us at No Limitations? Well, I really don't remember, so I'm going to let my mom grab the wheel for this one. Um, when Blake, before we even got back, um, we had some people telling us that this was com- in the starting, um, no limitations, and we just weren't sure where Blake was going to be. We didn't know what we wanted to do whenever we got back. It was all new to us, and so um, him having the disability was just new. We didn't know what that looked like. So it was scary. We didn't come for a little while because we weren't sure what to expect, what to think, how people would react, how Blake would do. And I still was the protective mom out there, you know, playing football. (laughs) Out there playing football. I'm like, oh, my goodness, how is this going to look? How is Blake going to go without falling all the time? And, And so we finally made that venture into No Limitations and just the buddy system and how it was a family And it just made you feel special and made you feel like, hey, this is a place that we need to be. And Blake felt very welcomed, and we felt it was very safe for him. So for anyone listening who doesn't know, No Limitations is a Central Texas nonprofit that offers free adaptive sports and inclusive social activities to the special needs community. And everything we offer is free of charge because the families we serve have enough burden on their lives already. So, Blake, you came in to No Limitations the first season that we had flag football. And we started with soccer and added basketball, but we hesitated with football because of the physicality of it. So we kind of worked to develop a safer flag football format. And um, you came in to play football that first day. And I was introducing myself to you, and I was seriously fangirling. I was like, wow, this <laughs> is this is Blake Holland. And um, I was trying to remember something to tell you, and I was snapping my fingers and saying, I can't remember what I was going to say. Do you remember what you said to me? I said, well, I'm the one with the memory problem, so why can't you remember? And you said, I've had a traumatic brain yeah, injury. I've, I've, What's I've, your excuse? Yeah, that was it. Yes, fam. Sorry. I did not get exactly right, but yeah. So you you called me out from the very beginning, and th- to me, you were saying, challenge your limitations, Colleen. Remember things. Work on this. Come on now. I'm going to hold you to it. Yeah, that's what I was saying, people. 
Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Okay. No. Um, so you've, you've been part of football. You've played football. Your second season in football, we moved from the church gym we were playing in to D1 on Franklin, and they allow us to play there completely free of charge, and we get a full football experience, and it's incredible. That's a blessing. It absolutely is. They are so kind to us and so giving. But at one point, you were running with the ball, and you fell down. Do you remember that day? Yeah. Kevin from D1 came running over to you, and he is totally freaked out. Oh, my goodness. We broke Blake Highland. What are we going to do? No, you didn't, bro. (laughs) And you looked up at him, and you said, I've been through much worse in my life. And you got up and kept playing. Yes, ma'am. It was just a little fall. I, I only broke a bone. It was nothing much. No, I didn't. Everybody, I did not break anything. Um, I think the talent show is probably my favorite memory of you being part of No Limitations. Thank you. You came in and did a stand-up comedy routine. Yes, ma'am. Can you give us a little bit of that routine? Well, if you really want to, if you really want me to. Hello, everybody. My name is Blake. I suffered from a traumatic brain injury in 2014, and some of the consequences from that is a very bad short-term memory problem, so it was very hard for me to remember things. Hello, everybody. My name is Blake Highland. I suffered from a traumatic brain injury in 2014, and some of the consequences from that is a very bad short-term memory problem, so it's very hard for me to remember things. Hello, everybody. Okay, I'm just messing with y'all. <laughs> so that's the beginning of it. Um, you came and you owned the stage, and that was another time that you just blew me away with your personality you. and your perseverance, and I have so much admiration for you. Thank and you very much. where you are in your life. Um, since your journey through this, um, what would, Cindy, what would you say, um, What do you want the world to know about accessibility and inclusion? Well, a lot of times, like for our instance, we just got thrown into it. You know, nobody understands traumatic brain injury unless you're involved in it or you know somebody that has had it. And for us, you know, it was different. It was different. And so um, I would just say that, you know, when looking at people with disabilities, just kind of maybe put yourself in their shoes and just how would you treat them? You know, how would you like to be treated if you were in their shoes? And just be open-minded um, because we find a lot of people don't understand. Um, and so we just love for them to be able to be open-minded and, and give resources to people with disabilities because it's so limited on what they can do. Um, out in the society, um, you know, being able to go to a playground or go on vacation, sometimes they're limited on what they can do. So just kind of open those doors for them. And also on jobs, you know, we're not sure with Blake, you know, what is he going to be able to do after he graduates? You know, he does have the memory loss and, and what, what can we do? So, you know, having um, businesses kind of open up their doors for people with disabilities and giving them that opportunity. Because after this, um, we've learned Blake had a lot of friends beforehand and he did a lot of things but you know people don't realize that they he can still do stuff 
he can still go to the movies with you. He can still go out to dinner with you, you know, but they just kind of think that he's limited in those things. So just be more open-minded. I love to eat. <laughs> with disabilities. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm kind of jumping all over the place a little bit, but um, thank you for that, Cindy. Um, no limitations is free. Um, we have a ton of volunteers that make it possible, but we have so many donors and sponsors behind the scenes that make it free. And without, if it cost something to a lot of our families, they could not do it. If you could speak directly to our donors and sponsors, what would you like to say to them? I would just say thank you so very much because I, I heard this one day that a family said, if it costs five bucks to do this, we couldn't do that. Do um, have our kid in this with no limitations, which just shows you how great this thing is with all the donors. So I just want to say thank you to everyone, all the volunteers for Miss Colleen and just everyone that comes and puts this together. Because even if it was just the smallest amount of money, many Families cannot do it because they are already stretched and don't have that kind of money to do things like this. Luckily, our family is not like that. But, but for those that are, it's just such a blessing. I would say, too, when, when we started with no limitations, I was just overwhelmed with how many volunteers there were and how many businesses are part of it and continue to be a part of it. It's not just a one-time thing. You see those people there each season. And it was a little overwhelming, and it just kind of brings tears to your eyes, too, because people care so much. And they don't have to. They don't have to be part of it. Some people don't even have kids in the program, but they just believe in it so much. Right. We have people who come in, and it's just going to be a one-time volunteer situation, and they never leave. Um it is a very special program. We're not just offering sports. We are building a loving, supportive community. Family. It is a family. It definitely is. Okay, Blake, last year for my birthday, I wanted to go skydiving. Yes, ma'am. And you and your dad went with me. Yes, ma'am. Let's talk about that day. Um, for me, um, it was my third time. And there's something spiritual about it when I'm free falling and then when I can look down over the earth. Um, was it like that for you? It, it was absolutely amazing. Jumping out of a perfectly good plane for no reason was just awesome. and Or maybe not for no reason. But yes, ma'am, it was my first time doing it. And my dad and I, we always wanted to go skydiving. We were planning, planning on going skydiving whenever I turned 18 which my mom thought was a crazy idea. But um, but we had to wait a little bit longer, so we went with you. And it had to be one of the best times of my life because literally nothing's holding you back except gravity and the air beneath you. And it, it was just awesome, free-falling. And you felt free. I mean, a little scared, okay? Let's admit. But still... I mean, uh, I was kind of scared, but not that much. But it was just so amazing. And then whenever the parachute opened, you could just glide. And you could just look at what God has created. 
and just how beautiful it is because you do not see um the city like you do on the ground from up above and or the area that you live from down on the ground like you do from up above. You can just see how, see how beautiful it is and how lucky we are to live where we do. That's a good way of putting it. Um, I am lucky because our paths crossed. And um, you, Blake, and you, Cindy, uh, you mean so much to me. And you bring so much to life and to my life. And I want to say... I want to say thank you. Thank you for You're that. Welcome. Thank you for being here today. And Blake, never change who you are. You are so perfect. Thank you, ma'am. You are so perfect. Thank you both. Thanks for sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us for Straight Out of Limitations. Colleen Heaton, director of No Limitations, a unique nonprofit in Central Texas offering free adaptive sports and inclusive social activities to the special needs community. Straight Out of Limitations is made possible by Rogue Media Network. RogueMediaNetwork.com. You can find this podcast and many more wherever you get your podcasts iTunes, Spotify, and the like. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share us with all your friends. For info on how you can become a No Limitations athlete or volunteer, check out our website, nolimitationswaco.com, or connect with us on social media, No Limitations Waco on Facebook, or No Limitations Texas on Instagram. Special thanks to Titus for the use of his song, No Limitations. It's a different day, but what can I say? And I've been patient. Yeah, but anyway, man, in a way, can't stop my greatness. And we on the way. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.